0: To the left, no food or drinks in the sanctuary, please. And if we could fill up the front seats so we
1: could let the stragglers take the back seats, that would help us out a lot. Thank you.
2: <laughs> uh, you got one.
1: Two.
2: Two. Two. How y'all? Fine. Good. Amazing. That's hard enough? I guess we're supposed to be talking until, mm-hmm. at eleven until they get it ready. Is it hot enough for everybody? Yeah? Nice.
3: Is it hot enough? It's getting there. It's not there yet.
2: Oh, it's not hot enough yet for you? It's,
3: well, it's, it's not at the end of 4th September. That's when it gets hot. That's when it gets
2: Amazing. Jesse,
4: you're
2: Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved in out of a chat line by going to the YouTube channel there, and Hank will uh, pass it on to me, accordingly. And a quick reminder. I feel like I'm sitting low or something. A quick reminder. What?
5: You are, but he set the camera to that.
2: Oh, okay. A quick reminder. Uh, YouTube don't like us, right? Oh. So they won't let you do super chats um. or donate on YouTube. So go to, for your super chats, go to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP and JLP talk. Buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. JLP talk. And to donate and make you whatever, go to rebuildinamaya.com slash church. That's it com slash church. Wow, I'm surprised I remember a little bit of that. I mean, how's everybody? Any, anybody had a life this week? Always. Only one person. <laughs> Only two. Can I get three? There's a three. See, I see a four. What do you mean by life? What do you mean by life? And he raised his hand, what do I mean by the life?
5: something you're willing to share that's going to be published online and...
2: Uh, that's not what I mean imagine. by life. Okay. Oh. oh, okay.
5: You might have to pass it
2: to somebody else now. Uh, so you didn't have a life this week? I, I did, I did. I'm sorry? I actually did. You actually did. And, and what do you mean when you say you
5: did? Uh, to me, it means that uh, there was event or events that I found worth sharing but also I think it was a beautiful moment to uh, connect more with God and also put myself in a situation where I had to deny myself.
2: So you, you connected to God at an event?
5: Well, not necessarily like an event where it's like a concert, hey, but you know something that if someone were to say, hey, how was your week? It wasn't just the same old, same old. It was just something extra that happened, oh, okay. I would say. It doesn't always have to be that way, but to me that's what...
2: Okay. Well, what I mean by that you have a life is that you discover something about yourself that you didn't know about yourself. And once and you discover, you, you can overcome it. All right? So that's what I mean about that you have a life. Um, you know, God said that, or Christ said that, we well, there is a spiritual rule that we should treat each other treat others the way we would like to be treated and it's a spiritual rule it's a it's a perfect way of living once you do it but what I've noticed is that most people are not doing it now if anybody especially young people they are not that's the last thing they think about is treating others the way that they would like to be treated And then with some of the older people, I noticed that outwardly they pretend to be doing it, but inwardly they're not. It's not the same. And so I want to ask, oh, I want to tell you this, I saw a fight at this location I was at, and the fight was, they didn't fist fight, but one person was trying to make a joke with the other person, but because other people were around and they heard the joke, I guess, the person got mad and just went off and just went really really off and everybody tried to say hey no 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 they were just joking it was just a a joke but they didn't want to hear it they could not hear it that it was a joke and then as a result the one that this person was yelling at they're like no it was a joke they stayed calm it was a joke while the other person was yelling and i thought to myself that's interesting You can't get him to calm down because something has taken over and he wasn't able to just stop and say, oh, I'm sorry. He had to just ride it out anyway, no matter what. It looked like the more you told him it was just a joke, the worse he got. Anybody ever had it like that? They tell you it was just a joke and you want to beat him up even more so. But we got to go. You don't have to. You can live in your hell, but you should go back to or began to treat people the way you would like to be treated. And so I realized in that fight, because both of those people that was at this thing, they watch my shows, they really like what we talk about, right? One seemed to be living it out by not overreacting while the other was living it out, uh, overreacting. And so I realized that I couldn't take sides with either one. I couldn't take sides with the person that didn't overreact or the person that was overreacting because it would uh, it would have had i taken sides i would not have understood what was going on and that's an example of what it means to treat people the way you would like to be treated just a small example anybody want to add to that anybody here treat others the way they would like to be treated okay the white shirt first
1: yeah i was gonna say i've noticed um, and others, and also myself. I catch myself, though. We're about reciprocity, so I I give you back whatever you give me. Um, instead of yeah. doing you know, consistently, uh, this is the way I am, I'm going to give that to you. Yeah. No matter what, how you treat me.
2: So however, if someone is nasty to you, you'll be nasty back to them? Right. And if someone well, you, is kind to you, you'll be kind back to them? Right. As
1: opposed to just... <laughs> Kind or whatever,
2: right? Uh, and why do you do that?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I guess the the true answer would be anger. Um, but like I said, I'm I usually catch myself. Or I try to. I think that's what causes a lot of these. Uh, what do you call them? These tra- traffic. Um, what do you call it? Road rage. Road rage. Yeah. You, know, you you cut me off, so I'm gonna cut you off and. you end up missing your your exit you know doing something (laughs) stupid into accident or yeah
2: but do you catch you catch yourself now a little bit more when you want to overreact when you want to be nasty back to the person Mm -hmm. what is the purpose of wanting to be nasty back vengeance
1: uh ego you want to uh your ego is hurt because you didn't get the one up or you got bested
2: stupid stuff yeah yeah amazing anybody else want to add yes raymond
6: in my experience i've been taught by my dad not trust absolutely no one but myself that i am still struggling to figure that uh figure that out and that may get in the way of treating uh, people according to the golden rule.
2: And so, so that's why you want to get nasty or whatever when someone getting nasty because you don't trust them?
6: I, get, uh, I probably get back at somebody because I, uh, because I don't know, uh, know whether or not that person will get, attack me or not.
2: Oh, so you attack them before they attack you?
6: That's what I've been taught.
2: Oh, your father taught you to attack before you be attacked?
6: I believe so.
2: Amazing. I never heard that one before. But okay. Right here.
3: So I had a recent situation, kind of where you're talking about treat people that want to be treated. Yeah. Um, at work, where a co-worker of mine, we had a disagreement. And this person... React! Oh, I did something, and this person overreacted, started sounding the horns, making a big deal out of something very small. And as I saw this person sending these nasty emails and raising all their voice, um, I literally did nothing. Like I just watched him do his thing, until finally I had a one-on-one with him, and then that's when he and I started talking and. He started raising his voice, and then I just told him in a, in a way, like, "Do you have to calm down and let me speak. Like, you keep raising your voice, you keep yelling, you're getting emotional, like, chill out. And and at, after that, like, he's, like, I've noticed that he raised his voice, and I literally did n- nothing to him um, in a response or in any way. I just told him them to calm down. Like, when we were having a one on one, I didn't let it myself, you know, get told in a nasty way. But I'm just, I'm just, you did
2: not, he said, you didn't let yourself get told in a natural way? Right,
3: right. Like, he was you, just being... You did not let it be nasty? No. And why not? Um, it had nothing to do with me. Whatever he felt was completely what he felt towards me. But I did nothing, like, it's he, he thought that I thought a certain way of him, right. but I could care less. Like, he, he was nobody.
2: And so when you were being nasty, you stopped him right there from being nasty? Yeah. You said, well, shut up, be, be quiet sir. Uh,
3: I didn't say shut up. Right, <laughs> but, but I, I told him, like, dude, you need to, you need to let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why did you do that? Um, I, I, because then that person was really trying to overpower in the moment. And I felt in the moment it seemed like there was no level of respect anymore. Because then it, there's to the point where he was saying some things that I didn't, didn't appreciate. And then when, when that, that lower respect crossed, like, I couldn't even finish the sentence without hearing him trying to cut me off, oh, like, like a female.
2: So he was he, <laughs> he, he was saying things that were nasty, yeah. and it would try to make you look bad, look yeah. bad. Yeah. and so that's why you shut him, him down a little bit?
3: Right. Uh, okay. On the one-on-one conversation, like, when he was sending all these emails, I didn't, you know, respond to it.
2: And what was it like not responding to the emails?
3: Uh, yeah, at, at first, I was a little upset because I, I thought I should have, like, oh, well, well let me, you know, one-up you. Yeah. <clears throat> but after doing nothing about it, there was a sense of, of of calm coming with it because I didn't attach myself. Like you said, I didn't take sides.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Interesting. That is so I got to make a note on it I want to comment on. Uh, anyone else? Anybody else want to treat others the way? Do you treat others the way you would like to be treated? Uh,
4: I'd like to believe that I do. um, But going back to another comment, I think in in the work uh, environment, it's not that it's different. Obviously, you want to treat people the way you want to be treated. um, But I think that sometimes pleasantries don't get you anywhere. I think that sometimes in order for there to be progress, especially in relationships with people that, the only reason why you're in the the relationship is because we're all paid to be there. Um, I think that sometimes confrontation or confronting certain things is necessary. Um, A- instead and of why? All the pleasantries. And why? Um, just because I think that there's an understanding um, that's received by um, kind of confronting past the pleasantries and uh uh, having not necessarily a demand for respect um but just understanding each other and and where those boundaries are Uh, i think that sometimes if we just wallow in the the land of pleasantries we don't get anywhere especially in work environments
2: you don't get anywhere as far as getting respect from people
4: Getting respect and getting things done. I think that sometimes it's required that, you know, we don't always, not necessarily we don't play nice, but sometimes, um, I guess for me, now I'm looking at what I just said, you're not talking about playing nice, you're talking about treating people the way you want to be treated. Yes. Okay. I digress. (laughs) No, no problem. I I misconstrued the two only because I'm dealing with that right now at work. Uh, I think I've been confronted by a lot of things, and again, I I work in an environment where um, everybody just wants to play nice, and uh, it just makes for a bunch of mess. Um, And then it it puts you in an environment where you just can't be truthful about what what you you're handling. Um, Sometimes nice and niceties don't get progress uh, or get things done.
2: And so, at worst, sometimes people are playing nice with you or with other people?
4: I think with just like the standard of being nice. um, What is being nice? um, Just not really, you know, ruffling any feathers. just always smiling, always saying really nice things. And all that's great. Um, but sometimes it, it's not necessarily getting things done.
2: And do you treat people the way you would like to be treated?
4: I'm confronted by the fact that I don't.
2: And, and you're confronted about the fact. What do you mean by that?
4: Uh, like I said, just recently this week, I have oh. had to confront the issue that people think that I'm a little too blunt, a little too sharp when I speak. Um, and I think for me, it's just because I'm just trying to cut through those niceties and really just get some stuff done. Um, but it can be seen as rude, um, abrasive. I don't know.
2: And so, and so you are not, in order to get things done, you are not treated the people the way you would like to be treated?
4: I guess that's what they would say. But what would you say? I don't see it like that. And I'm not trying to be blind to it, but right. I just unfortunately or fortunately I want to look at it I just think that at some point, especially when you're in um, an environment where or a situation where it just it's very um, intense, I think you know you just got to say what needs to be said and I can see how people can see that as confrontational or not necessarily wrapped up in a bunch of niceness. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't think that, you know, my intention is bad.
2: You don't think it, I, you don't know for sure that your intentions are not bad?
7: Well, I mean, the, the, fact that,
4: the fact that they have brought it to, to my superior and I've had to address the way that I address them, right. I'm assuming that they're saying that it, it's not received well.
2: And how are you feeling about their niceness?
4: Again, I feel like it doesn't get stuff done.
2: Are you like a boss? You don't have to, don't say where you work yeah. or anything. Are you like a boss on your job or something? Uh-huh. Oh, you're a boss, and you got a bunch of people who don't want to function?
4: Right, and I have a boss, obviously. Right. So, um, you know, in, in situations where it's required that we just kind of cut through and let's, like this has to be done, it's been brought to my boss's attention that I'm a little too sharp, I'm a little too abrasive, I'm a little too, and it's not my intention, I, I'm, I'm a really nice person. Right. Oh um, you are? I think so. Could've fooled me. I think me.
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, okay.
4: Right. Yeah, That's it.
2: How, how, how would you like to be treated?
4: I like when people tell the truth. I like when you give me what I need. I like when you're when you're straight to the point. Yeah. You know, I I, I appreciate that. Um, so I guess maybe that's because that's what I like. I am assuming that everyone can um, receive it. No. Uh, get stuff done. Yeah. So.
2: And how do you feel when people are not upfront with you?
4: I feel like they don't give you enough information to make your own decisions.
2: Oh, okay.
4: I don't. I don't think that's fair. I think it's deceptive. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, that's in your hand. Yes, sir.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say just a comment on what she was talking. Not comment, but um, I see niceness as fake. It's not the truth. Um, so that's not how I want to be treated. I want to be treated with honor. And, uh, not honor. Uh, honesty and respect. Um, And I don't see niceness as as being that. I think it's just a cover for, you know, you're trying to cover up what's really beneath. And And I see that at work too, for
2: sure. So what now? I see that at work a lot. And so when people treat you in a rude way, why do you get upset if you don't want to be treated nicely?
1: Well, I guess I I have my definition of what is nice. And, And what is nice? Um, you're you're trying to yeah avoid confrontation. You're trying to um, by using untruths. You know, basically, it's a lie. Uh, it, it can be perceived as kind, but that's not really the same thing to like me. You. you know, I think kind is an action; it's an inner thing. But niceness is just a cover. It's something that you show. Even though uh, underneath, you're your gritting your teeth. You're you know, you might not like that person. Or you might feel some kind of weight toward them. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to be treated with honest uh, honesty or given honesty, um,
2: and respect. How how do you feel about nice people when they're being nice? What are you feeling at the time they're being nice, and you can see that they're being nice? Um, it, it, I kind of I see
1: through, or I see anger, uh, I would say. Uh, for example, I see this at work. You know, and I, I work with uh, several women. And I'm not, I'm not saying I don't see it in men either, but that's just my most obvious example. Um, and they, they're not really truthful with you. They, they say things they don't really mean. I can tell it's like a passive-aggressive, um, but they do it in a nice way, you know, it sounds good. You know, in the emails, they do all the smiley faces and the exclamation points and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all nonsense.
2: And, and when they're talking to you, they're like, we want to go down there and i something, right? And when you're responding, they're like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then behind your back, they're, they're talking. They're talking trash about you. They're saying oh, yeah. this and that. You know. So
2: do you dislike nice people?
1: Dislike me? I can't say that I dislike nice people. Uh, I would say I I understand it because I either do it or I have done it. Speak up for me. Yeah, I would say I understand it because I either do or have done it. All right. Um, So, yeah.
2: Okay. I don't know. Amazing. The young lady in the glasses. Do you treat people the way you would like to be treated?
6: Um, I'll probably say no, because I just would want people just to not acknowledge me. I'm sorry? I probably would just want people just not to acknowledge me, not talk to me, like don't say hi nothing. But that's like rude, so I like do say that to people.
2: (laughs) So you don't treat people the way you would like to be treated. I'm sorry? No. And why not?
6: Because I would say most people like greetings and they like to say hi.
2: Have you heard the rule that we should treat each other the way we would like to be treated? Have you heard about that? Yes. And you don't like that rule?
6: Um, I like it to an extent. Like
2: <laughs> What extent, so I can let God know. <laughs> what extent you like it um, to?
6: What extent? I think just to extent that we should be cordial to each other.
2: Be cordial? What do you mean?
6: Like, just have manners. You know, not like get into fights like how you were saying earlier.
2: Be cordial, but not really like the person. Yeah. (laughs) What the? Okay. How about you? Do you treat people the way you would like to be treated?
8: I do, but then I constantly feel disrespected because they don't reciprocate that energy, and that's what frustrates me. Like, there was an instance where I was at a store and I was returning something from the store and I just wanted to make sure that I would get my money back from the employee that I was talking to and she assured me that everything was going to be fine, I would get my money back and then after the fact, I didn't get my money back and they were going to give me store credit. And that just upset me because she gave me false information and I was respectfully telling her can I speak to your manager, can I speak to anybody that I could speak to because this is unfair that I was promised by an employee that I would get my money back and I am not going to get it back and then eventually I was there for like two hours, they never gave me my money back and I walk back to my car, my mom's waiting for me in the car and I just start crying because I treated them with respect, I was nice about it, but I still didn't get what I wanted in return and that just upset me. And then my mom, she's like, you're getting your money back, so she storms into the store and she, and she, I just see her yelling at the person that I talked to. And then she comes back four minutes later and she's like, you're getting your money back. And I just feel like to agree with um, the lady who said that sometimes You can't be nice to get things done. Like, I saw that in my mom. Like, she had to act out in order to get that done. And me being nice about it, I didn't get it done. And so I just agree. And I do come off very rude sometimes just because. I, I want I, I want it to get done and I've been in situations where it hasn't because of the fact that I treated people with respect and I treated people nicely and they just didn't do it back and it just gets frustrating sometimes.
2: <laughs> and so now that you see your mother go in and be all tough and come back in four minutes with the money, are you going to be acting out more now?
8: No, because that happened years ago. I feel <laughs> just like... I want to be true to myself and who I am is I'm kind and I see people for who they are and their worth. They're God's creation and we are all the universe's creation and I feel everybody's beautiful and everybody deserves respect and to be seen as humane and as somebody who's just understood and it's been really hard to stay true to that because a lot of times I just... I, I'm just like taking advantage of, or I'm seen as naive, or it's just.
2: And so, you are a nice person?
8: I try to be, but I just get <laughs> frustrated sometimes because not a lot of people are nice back to me. And I want to, and I want to, like, I guess sometimes I do fall into reciprocating that energy because it's not fair.
2: Yeah. And are you a nice person?
8: I am a nice person. I treat people with respect.
2: But Are you nice to the people that are not nice back?
8: I just ignore them, or I just try, but then I feel it just gets bottled down and then that's when I've, like in instances where I may not be nice, it comes out because I'm just holding everything down when people spit back in my face when I'm being nice to them.
2: So even though you're not Overreacting to them, you're holding it, keeping it in. Inwardly, you're saying all kinds of things about them. You're calling them names and and everything, right?
8: I was just like, it's unfair. I don't, I mean, there's, there's probably a reason why they're upset. Maybe they had an instance before, and I know it's not about me, but it just sucks. I don't call them bad names in my head, though.
2: But inwardly, what are you holding in?
8: Just the fact that I feel belittled or I feel not seen.
2: Oh, okay. And who is feeling that way? Myself. I'm sorry? Myself. And who who, who are you?
8: I'm still figuring that out.
2: You what?
8: I'm still trying to figure that out.
2: <laughs> You're trying to figure out why do you call that yourself then?
8: I don't know. I feel like I'm not really me. I feel like a lot of times I'll just stick to society norms because it's easier yeah. to fit in rather than to stand out and be me.
2: Absol- How old are you?
8: 23.
2: You're absolutely right about that. You're just sticking to what society said and society is wrong. It really is. Nobody loves you. Your mama don't love you and she loves everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy don't love you. You don't love you, your friends don't love you, you have no love. What do you think about that?
8: Um, I could agree, because I feel a lot of people can't see things past Speak up, for selfish. Me. I just feel people are selfish. So I feel like they try to, but they can't because they haven't maybe loved themselves.
2: And, and why do you feel that way?
8: I see it in my parents a lot.
2: Yeah, and you see it in you. It starts with you first. You're selfish, it's all about you. If you don't make me happy, I'm not gonna like you. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's how your mother is, that's how everyone you know is. How do you feel seeing that? It's hard. In what way? In
8: the way that I understand why i get frustrated because i see people around me get easily frustrated and yeah and then it's it's all i know yeah. and, and then it just gets me frustrated because it just should be different but it's not
2: that's amazing you're 23 yeah you're on the right track you know something is wrong and you see something going on that's wrong that is the beginning of overcoming that at least you're not going through your whole life thinking that things are right and then trying to make them be your way and all that kind of crap. You know that something is wrong. Um, What is it like knowing that your parents don't love you?
8: It's hard, but I still love them because I'm not trying to treat them how they treat me and I'm trying to believe in what I believe and it's that everybody deserves a chance to Grow and a chance to be a better person each day they wake up.
2: They deserve a chance. And who should so. give them the chance? Themselves. Yeah. Amazing. Do you want to be free today and not have to care about any of those things ever?
8: I would like to be free.
2: Yeah, and let the world go crazy on its own, let everybody else be crazy, and you're sane in, a, in, a, in your own world.
8: Yeah, but it's just hard to watch because it's hard to see everybody else on fire when I'm trying to put mine out.
2: Yeah, but it's hard for you to watch other people on fire while you're trying to put your other, your fire out. Why is it hard to watch? let it burn? Why is it hard? <laughs> they had nothing to do with you.
8: Yeah, so I, I struggle with that. Why is it hard for you to that. see
2: other people on fire?
8: Because I want them to see what I see and that there's a chance to free yourself from what we think is right but
2: why do you want them to see it they don't want it <laughs> and you don't you don't see god forcing them to change he let them burn in their hell right right yeah. so why do you care if god doesn't care why do you care
8: and that's what i have to let go of if i eventually want to yeah. be as free as i'm dreaming of
2: absolutely you shouldn't care one iota about somebody else's hell. When you see people in hell, you should go, what the?
1: <laughs>
2: They're in hell. They love their hell. They want to be in their hell. And it's not your responsibility. And if you try to help them in their hell, they'll pull you down into their hell. Yeah. Because some people's minds are so cold and their hearts are so wicked, they don't want heaven. They just want hell. And they'll roam the earth to see whom They'll do it to their own children, their own friends, their own family. They'll roam the earth to find out who they can pull into their hell. They don't care about you. Because evil is evil is evil. It doesn't have, it's nothing but evil. It has no love. That makes sense? So you got to stop caring about that. Just don't be angry at them. Wish them well. And you can see that they're in hell. But don't try to save them. We can't save anybody from, from their hell. That makes sense? Yes. So stop caring today. It's like going downtown and feeding the homeless. Like they have a homeless mission, right? They go feed the homeless every Sunday. And, Saturday, and then after they feed them, they pray to them and preach to them, and then the homeless go outside while they're preaching and break into their car. <laughs> and they're so proud. They fed the homeless, and now the windows are broken, the car stolen, and everything. You gotta let people be in their hell and don't care one iota. When you care, you're playing God, and they're gonna drag you into their hell. That makes sense. Yeah so and plus caring about it is not normal anyway that's an abnormal state of being have you noticed god doesn't care <laughs> had you noticed that yeah. before that? huh yeah And what do you think about the fact that God doesn't care that human beings are in their hell? He doesn't care that they fight over racism. He doesn't care that they fight over material things. He doesn't care that they rob, steal, rape, and murder, molest little children. He doesn't care that husbands beat wives and wives beat husbands. He doesn't let them do it. He's like, what, (laughs) dog? He's not up there feeling sorry for them or anything. And neither is Jesus. They're having a nice cup of wine after breakfast with some cafe mocha (laughs) and they're looking at the world go around and that's what you have to do if you want to be free and you must be willing to be alone to be free don't try to bring the world with you and you're 23 you're right there it's so amazing you are saying this i'm blown away um have you forgiven your mother no. If you want to be free, you got to forgive her. She has recreated you her image, but you don't like her image. You're an individual. You're not your mama. You got to forgive her for being so crazy. So, like, when she went in that store and she went off and, and did all that, that was evil. That make sense? Yeah. Had you, have you heard you need to forgive your mother? Yeah. And why have you done it?
8: It's just hard when she's constant Speak up for me, speak from she, the chest. It's hard when she's const she doesn't change. And I'll try to tell her and bring her with me on this path that I'm on and it just frustrates me when she doesn't want to hop on the train.
2: Oh, you can't go on this path with anyone else. You can't bring anyone along. You can't bring your kids, your parents, your dog. You have a dog? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Leave that dog behind. <laughs> this is one path that no one can take another person. You must travel it alone. And so your mother don't want to travel with you leave her to hell. And you don't, you don't need her to apologize or anything. You must forgive her so God can take her identity away from you so you can finally grow in wisdom. Grow as an individual. Then you'll be able to deal with the whole world in a perfect way. You'll be in it, but not of it. You will have perfect peace. But you got to forgive your mother. And don't expect her to apologize, because she's evil. You knows how evil she is? I can't hear you. Yes. She can't help it. Have you met her mother before? Yes. That's who did it to her. She became like her mother. What does your father say when you ask him to help you? What does he say when you ask him to help you deal with your mother? I don't. You know what?
8: I don't ask him for help. Why not? Um, I, I don't think he would agree with me.
2: You don't think what?
8: I think my dad is also a reason why my mom is the way she is as well. I think she caters to my dad more than she does to her kids.
2: Is he weak?
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't try to come off that way on the outside.
2: But he is weak? Yeah. And your mama know that she kicking his butt? He's afraid of your mama. Isn't that something? Yeah. How do you feel knowing your father's afraid of your mother? Um,
8: it's just ironic, I guess.
2: Ironic? Mm-hmm. It is ironic. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> what does ironic
8: mean? It's just funny, I guess.
2: Yeah. Have you how you You don't date, right? Um. No. Have you ever dated? Yes. And were the guys you dated or guy weak like your father? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and how did you feel about that?
8: Um. I explored women.
2: So what? I
8: explored women.
2: You explored women. After that, yeah. By so resented that your boyfriend was weak, you explored the women. You say.
8: No, I just turned to like dating a girl.
2: Oh, because the guy was too weak? Uh,
8: Just because guys are very, just like my dad, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's the same as dating a woman.
8: Oh, yeah, I've learned that, which is why I don't date anymore.
2: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I want to encourage you to work on yourself. Forget about dating men or women, right? Because you're doing a you can see, you're on your way. so from this day forward, just work on you inside, and it'll be at you'll be fine. that make, that makes sense. Yeah. So forgive your father and mother for being weak. they can't help it. And don't try to bring anyone on this path with you. You must travel it alone. And don't feel sorry for anyone that don't want to change. Your parents, your cat, your dog. Your friends, they don't want to change. You'd be glad to see that so you, can, you don't want to be a part of their hell. Because they'll keep you in hell. Have you noticed that?
8: Oh, yes, they will.
2: Yeah. So don't feel sorry for them. To feel sorry for them is playing God, and you're not God. Any questions about that? No. Amazing. What's your first name? Alyssa. Alyssa, nice name. Good to meet you. Any Thank questions? No. And No. How did you find out about us? Uh, my sister. That's your sister? Yeah. Well, oh, no wonder. Amazing. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. Thank Have, you. Are, did your sister tell you about the prayer, the silent prayer yet? Yes. Have you tried that? Yeah. And uh, What do you think about it? I, I like it. You like it? Are you doing it every morning and night? Not anymore. What's what made you stop?
8: Distractions.
2: Yep, and that's what the devil wants. He wants to distract you from the light. He doesn't want to lose your soul, so he'll he'll try to distract you in your mind, and he'll put people in your life in your life to distract you, because the last thing he wants is to have to depart from you. But if you stay with the prayer, why he will have to depart, and there's going to be a, there are no words to express how that is. All right? Yes. Amazing. Well, I'm glad to meet you.
8: I'm
2: glad I'm here. Uh, nice. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I want to go right here again, back to you. So you said that when this guy got in your face, they were talking loud and carrying on. You, want, you made him slow down and you stopped him, right? Yeah. And the reason you stopped him because he was trying to embarrass you or make you look silly. Right. Right. What did that feel like? when he was doing that?
3: When he was offending? Yeah, um, offending you. It, I felt disrespected, not gonna lie. It felt like he was trying to put me down and belittle me yeah. and you know, act like it, my voice didn't matter.
2: Yeah, and why was he doing that?
3: Um, I think because he probably felt the same way towards me. Like now that I really look at it, right? I, he probably felt that I was trying to belittle him in a different way
2: oh interesting and so okay and so you made him slow down did you, did you feel less belitter when he slowed down <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, you know, yeah a a, a kind of yeah because oh, okay. he tried to verbally you know like shut me up right and then I told him like to, to stand down
2: stand down hands up yep. <laughs> okay anybody else been belittered before like somebody tried to belitter you Okay, I saw his hand first and then here. Someone tried to belittle you? Uh, yeah, my old business partner. And what did that feel like when he does that? Well, I mean, um, since I was,
1: he likes to run his mouth. I, I don't care what he says. He'll call me an ish and all kinds of things.
2: And but then, what but, did it feel like when he tried to belittle you?
1: Oh, I didn't care any. I, uh, since, before I would have reacted differently and I would have gotten mad, but now I just let him run his mouth and I, I before, when, when he would belittle me, I would get mad and I'd, just, I, I'd lash back out at him. So I would, get, I would get angry.
2: You would get angry and then go back at him, right? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: And then the, the last time, the last few times, I would just let him run his mouth. And uh, cause he thinks just because he's big and tall, he was going to punk on me and then he'd try to sucker punch me and then he went down.
2: How do you know that's what he think? Huh? How do you know that's what he think? What do you mean? That he think because he's bigger than you, he can do that. Oh, because he would tell me. He'd say I'm bigger than you? He's like, I'm bigger than you, i kick your
1: ass. I'm like... Mm.
2: Okay, well, don't curse in church.
1: Hmm? Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> what the? I mean, okay, right here, you've been big before? Yeah. And what did it feel like to you? Uh, it
6: was kind of interesting to see it happen as it was happening. and it's kind of funny. Same time. What I did it feel it like
2: for you to be b What does b littered feel like?
6: Well, I was basically pushed behind my back to the ground in front of, you know, the establishment. Oh. And got up, and my friend kind of defended, like, what are you doing? What's going on? And they just kind of like, get out of here, get out of here, and pushed me down again. And when I fell down, like, you know, my hat flew off, and I got up, and I was just like, this kind of. I don't know what's going on. These, these guys were like. Did half you my feel
2: age. Em, did you feel embarrassed or did what did you feel no. about it?
6: Kind of got up like in my head. I was just stalling. I was like, "Oh, where's my hat?" Like, and like, get out of here. I was like, "Well, I'll leave if I find my hat." So they waited for me to find my hat.
2: But I'm trying, I'm trying to, to find out how, how do you know you, they were trying to be littering you?
6: Because they were trying to get me out of the area and tell me what to do and where to go.
2: And did you, and, and you felt belittled?
6: Not exactly, I could see what they were trying to do.
2: Oh, have you ever felt belittled?
6: No, I just see the attempt to try to belittle me. But I don't necessarily feel it.
2: So you don't know what that feels like at all? No. Okay, oh, I thought you had your hand, I thought you said you have been bel. Well, you've it, been belittled before.
6: Those are two different I countries. see uh, like, them trying to belittle me and dealing with it, so that's what I'm saying. So oh, that's I my experience of let dealing me talk with to the folks who
2: have to. been belittled before. Anybody Got felt it? that way? Nobody has ever felt that way? Yes, sir. You felt that way? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And what does it feel like? I felt worthless. I felt. It felt what?
9: Like worthless. I felt. Bad. I mean, with myself. Free from chess. Yes. I mean, I felt bad for myself. I, just, I mean, I felt bad. I just felt bad. I felt disrespected. I just, just like, I wanted to correct it more so than anything. And, and why? Because I didn't want to be treated that way. I don't think. And why I mean, not? I, because I don't treat. Others that way. Oh, I see. So it's not that I go around demanding somebody to treat me like I treat them, but from the way I treat someone, I would think that they would treat me the way that I treat them. When they don't, it's you know, it's, it don't feel good. I'm sorry. It don't feel good when.
2: So you think that they should treat you the way you treat them? You think they would?
9: <clears throat> not necessarily, but if they disrespect me. Then I think it should be addressed. Oh, Okay. And, and what should you say? You disrespected me. Um, if it's <clears throat> if it's amongst people, I will pull them aside. I wouldn't try to embarrass them in front of nobody. Right. Even if they're yelling at me and all that, I would just say their name, you know, and then ask, "Could we step aside, step out, wherever?" And then you I would say, just, "Hey,
2: John. Yeah. Come here."
9: Well, not coming. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, I was, I was, if they yelling them out, excuse me, excuse me, John. Uh, can we step to this? Can we hold, stop right? Can we step to the side or wherever? And uh, okay. and,
2: and, and talk about this. And, and, because you feel, belittered. Okay, embarrass exactly. yourself. Oh, I got you. Amazing. Have you ever felt belittered? Like somebody embarrassed you?
7: most recent one i can think of, of my, oh, sorry i think the most recent one i can think of was actually from a christian group at school um, and this girl wanted me to get in her car and go to the park or something and i said no i didn't feel comfortable going with her cuz she just felt very off from the moment i met her i just felt bad energy around her and so i brought my friend with me and i said we can meet inside um, a building with like all these people around and we can talk there if she wanted to catch me up on Bible study that I missed. So I went and I told everyone where I was like just in case something happened. And then when I was there, we like never once talked about the Bible. She was just basically asking me really personal questions about my family and like how come I don't go to a college near me if I have to commute every day or, or once a week. And... Um, why I don't? Why I'm like in two different Bible studies, and how come I don't come every single week and stay all night, like till <laughs> eight or and you nine? Feel,
2: she asked you this in front of a bunch of other people. She
7: asked me this in front of my friend, and she was just uh. like, I don't know. She was going on and on about like how I was going to go to hell, and like my whole family was going to go to hell, and how I should like try to convert everybody, and it was just, it was just really ridiculous. And so I just blocked all of them, even my friend that was with me cuz she
2: You felt belittered?
7: Yeah. And what she,
2: did that feel like?
7: Um, I don't know. It just felt it was kind of scary at that point cuz I felt like she was going to kidnap kidnap me or something. Kidnap you? Yeah. With a Bible? I, she was scary. <laughs> so
2: I understand. Yeah. Why do you go to Bible class?
7: Why do I? Um, I went because I wanted to support one of my friends, because we had really good one-on-one talks. But then I realized if she's friends and buddy-buddy with someone like that girl, then she's probably like her as well, because she never said anything to stop it. Like, the girl would go around, the girl that was talking to me, would go around telling everyone, like, hey, I made this Google form, so go step out um, in the middle of campus and start talking to random people, like, stopping them. And like trying to convert them to Christianity. And I was like, no, that's going to have the opposite effect of what you think it's going to have. And it's not my business to go out and stop someone who's clearly trying to go somewhere. I just... It was just so ridiculous, and you're supposed to write their name, write where you met them, the time of day, what their response was, and, like, get their contact information. I just felt like it was so invasive. Do you
2: go to a Christian school? No. Oh, so have you stopped going to the Bible thing?
7: Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I blocked everyone in
2: that. Yeah, don't go. Christian people are the worst people on. Yeah, I
7: realize
2: that now. Have y'all noticed that? Yeah. They like water eyes and sing holy songs and praise the Lord. And I was flipping through the TV <laughs> yesterday and I saw this Christian guy at this big church singing Christian songs. And the camera zoomed in on him. He was all water eyed and holy, Lord. everybody. Looked. And I'm like, these evil people. The Christian people are the worst.
7: Because mm-hmm. she made me feel like you'd feel
2: better having dinner with the devil. <laughs>
7: She, I feel like she was the devil. Like she she was, was the devil. Because she was like, she was making me seem like crazy for not wanting to go in the car with her. I've never, I've met this girl like twice and she made me feel like crazy and thank God I was strong enough to say no.
2: Well, don't be angry at will Forgive her. She can't, that been taught to her by her parents and, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. All right, don't be angry but stay away from the Christian class.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, I do
2: now. Stay away from the Bible class. It's the worst. All right? But don't be angry, forgive her. Yeah. All right, amazing. Um, this young man want to talk about being. That? Right, have you ever, someone has embarrassed you before like that? Uh, not that I can remember. You never been felt like am putting you down? No. Good, how do you avoid it? Uh, stop it before it starts. You know? Give me an example if you can.
5: Um, I, I really can't think of a situation. I just, you know, if it did happen, I forgot about it because, you know, it didn't matter.
2: So I, if I'd someone to tried it. to embarrass you or make you put you down like that, you could see it coming and you would stop there right away?
5: Yeah, if you can, if you can stop it, you stop it. If you if you can, just walk away from
2: and it. And why would you stop
5: it? Um, why would you want to feel that way? No, no, no. Why would you stop it? Because you wouldn't want to feel bad. Oh, know? and why not? I mean, time is precious, you know, why would you want to feel that way where you can feel happy?
2: So you don't want to, you stop it because you don't want to feel bad. Right. Right. And and because time is precious, you want to feel happy. Right. And what is feeling happy? Feeling happy depends on the moment where you're in.
5: Um, Feeling happy could be like right now. I have no responsibilities. The day is free. All I have to do is just enjoy the day. And what can make you feel unhappy? Um, stress. depends. It depends. If it's Monday, you've got to go to work. Um, if it's the end of the day, you still got to take care of your chores. you got to take care of your, you know, it just depends. But uh, when, when, when you have just the freedom to do whatever you want to do, I think that's happiness.
2: Oh, okay. Amazing. Um, the young lady in the back want to comment on that.
4: Um, well, that actually made me think of something because you stopped him and asked um, why would he stop it. Um, what made me think is why wouldn't you? I, I, I don't necessarily have an answer as to why you would. But um, also, how does it feel to be belittled? In my mind, when I feel belittled, I think of like the food chain. And I'm like, oh, they're trying to knock me down at the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> and now they're above me. Which has elicits this like weird competitiveness, like as if they're going to get farther in life and they're going to take my place, and then I gotta, like, I gotta work to get back to the other like level of the food chain. I don't know. It's just it's weird. I think of the food chain when I think of being belittled because I've certainly been belittled. Um, I think it stings the most when it comes from family, yeah. um, for me, um, and then. Again, going back to your question to him, when you say, why would you stop it, I think my question was, why wouldn't you? Nice. Aren't you supposed to protect yourself from, from someone? Because being belittled, if, someone, if that's what they're doing, it's deliberate. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to say whatever, and just whatever lands, it's just going to land. No, they, like, deliberately go in for that to elicit that kind of feeling.
2: Absolutely. Um, And why would you stop it?
4: Because you don't want to feel like that. Why not? (laughs) I don't know. I guess... Asking it, it makes a lot of sense, because feeling and actually being is two different things.
2: Do you value your feelings?
4: I think they gauge, I think they're a good tool to gauge whether you're safe or not. Like if you're feeling something, uh, how, do you, how do you feel like you're in danger? You have to feel danger. You know what I mean? Well, like,
2: that's a practical feeling, that's fine. Okay. You should, with that, you protect yourself. But should you feel, Any other feelings, do you value those feelings? or feeling like someone's trying to embarrass you or put you down or degrade you, whether it's family member, parents, or anyone?
4: When you say that, it reminds me of last week when uh, we were talking about time. And without those feelings, you feel like you don't have anything else. Like, what else are you supposed to have? What else are you supposed to do with your time other than to be connected to yourself by your feelings. Right. It feels very empty. If you were to say, okay, well don't be too attached to your feeling, well then what, what are you attached to?
2: Right. Good question. Do you feel you need to be attached to something? Yes. Do you love white people?
4: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, <I'm not>. <laughs> 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 And why do you
2: feel you need to be attached to something?
4: I don't know. I guess for me, it it makes you feel like you're living. It it makes you feel like you're alive.
2: And are you living And Are you alive?
4: Yes. But but I also have very strong feelings.
2: So when you feel, when you're attached to your feeling, you feel like you're living. You feel you're alive.
4: I would say so. Only because I don't have experience not feeling Right. So for you to propose this this possibility, it would be fresh and new for me. Right, it would be something I've never done before. Yeah. So if I was to say that, yes, I would feel very empty because I've been living my whole life with them all this time.
2: That's right. But you if you notice you never all your whole life, you never uh, you never been alive because that false feeling of feeling alive to disappear now you got to do something else to feel alive again you need some new feelings or recreate some old good feelings so you can feel alive
4: that's called attention deficit disorder
2: that's called what
4: attention deficit disorder
2: which means deaf while walking around
4: (laughs) (laughs) no i was being funny but one of the things that's funny about that is that when I feel like I'm trying to grab for something, whether it's food, whether it's just something to fill time, I say to myself, I'm like, do I have adult ADD or ADHD? Like, I feel just like I just need something.
2: Right. I know, I know what you mean. Every human being on Earth feels the same way. Hmm. They feel that they got to be feeling something. If I don't feel something, who am I?
4: Yeah. Right? Yes.
2: They have identified with emotions.
4: A thousand percent
2: and they feel alive with them. Have you noticed they don't work, though? <laughs> like, have you paid enough attention to yourself to notice that they don't work? And that, that feeling is a false sense of feeling, it's not really real. It's not life. You're not free.
4: I don't know that I've disconnected enough to say that.
2: Speak to the mic for me.
4: I don't think I've disconnected enough to say that. I think that my feelings Probably are what keep me in some of the what the hell that you talk about, yeah. Um, because I'm just wrapped up in how someone has made me feel, yeah. I just cannot let it go. Like, even though the incidents have happened, uh, they have long since passed, yeah. Um, me and my feelings, we're like we're living in this world and we are good, two peas in a pot, yep, absolutely, (laughs) yeah.
2: Would you like to live without the feelings? Absolutely. Oh, okay. But you're not going to have anything to hold on to.
4: And that doesn't doesn't feel right. And here we go with feelings again. Right. I was going to say that that doesn't feel right.
2: Right. But that's where your freedom is.
4: I don't know. I guess for me, like, I don't know why I'm so, my imagery is so intense right now. But as you say that, it feels like I would just, like, (laughs) drift (laughs) off into the sky. Like, I would need something to hold me down.
2: No, you want to drift off into the sky.
4: Mm, that, sounds, that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds absolutely insane. It feels scary
2: to even think about that, huh?
4: It sounds insane.
2: That's what most people are afraid of. That's why they hold on to their feelings because they're afraid of not feeling anything. They're afraid. It feels like. Not- I've, I've had so many people over the years tell me, I was at this point where I felt nothing. And I feel like, who am I? Who am I? And they freaked out and went back into their hell of feelings.
4: Oh, absolutely. Again, you've reached me at a point where, just like last week, just to consider it makes me want to cry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And those tears are beautiful Mm -hmm. because you're letting go of death and you're about to live. You really are. You're dying and you're about to live. Interesting. God is pulling you toward him and Satan is pulling you back.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never even contemplated a life without my feelings.
2: Most people have been and they've been fighting all their life to keep their feelings. And if you tell some people that I've done it, you need to overcome those feelings, they want to curse you out. What do you mean? I that's me. No, it's not you. They'll fight for the feelings.
4: Can I ask one question? You yes. said, when you say we don't love ourselves, when you were speaking with the young lady and you said your parents don't love you, you don't love you, is there a state in which you can actually love yourself?
2: 100%. Okay. And that state is not loving yourself. <laughs> when you don't love yourself, you love yourself.
4: What?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, this is just but, so too fresh in my mind. <laughs> I've never heard anything like this before in my life. But
2: the world telling you to love yourself. You trip it out. You're doing all crazy things. They're like, your problem is you don't love yourself. And now you try to love yourself, and you get worse. Mm-hmm.
4: A thousand percent. So what now? Nothing. I'm sorry. That was just something I always say. In agreement to you, I said a thousand percent. Now, I agree.
2: They tell you, we got to get over what the world has taught us. They taught us wrong. They have taught us hell, and that's why everybody is catching hell. To love yourself is not to love yourself. Where are you getting the love from that you're loving yourself with anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You never thought, where am I getting all this love I love myself with? Where am I getting it from?
4: that's another thing that you do, you ask people where things come from, which is crazy. Like <laughs> when you ask where do thoughts come from, never thought about that, yeah. ever.
2: Yeah, and God is with you, that's why you are thinking these things, because you do want to know. And it's not like you're fighting it, you're not. And
4: what's funny, I don't even know if it was, I mean, obviously I want to give God all of his credit, but I think it's just, I'm just tired of the hell.
2: That, that's good. <laughs> that's what happened with me. I was tired of my the hell I was living in. Yeah, and that's when I started to seek because not, I was going to church and up holy hands, speaking in tongue paying tithes often, volunteering. Nothing was working, and I was tired of my hell. So I finally asked God to let me see.
4: Is there anyone else that thinks or talks like you? I've never, I don't, I've met nobody. This young lady
2: right here in the blue sweater. Did you hear her? (laughs) Same kind of talk. Okay.
4: Okay. Not
2: to leave anybody out by pointing out, but uh, she's the first time here, same talk. Yeah. She's thinking.
4: Yeah.
2: And she doesn't love her hell anymore.
4: Right.
2: She tried men, she tried women, she got a dog. That didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Her, her mama crazy, daddy we ain't nothing working. So she like,
4: okay. and
2: that's where she want to be. I give up. Okay. That makes a little sense. A little bit. Yeah. So I'm glad you're tired of your hell. Most people love their hell. They're not tired of it. Yeah. And they'll get mad at you for coming out of your hell.
4: Right.
2: She thinks she's better. She thinks this. She thinks she. Uh, 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 Anything to pull you back into the hell. That's why I say it's not good to argue with the devil inside of you or outside of any, inside of other people. Let them argue by themselves.
4: Okay. Okay.
2: Amazing. Amazing. So, did you have your hand in the white shirt? Yeah, I was to. This I was. is so good. This is like ice cream and cake with peanut butter yes. and, and, and strawberry pop.
1: But go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, just real quick. I was just going to ask, how do you uh, stop from being belittled?
2: Because it seems like to me, good question.
1: Yeah, it it seems like to me if or whenever, whenever I try to, you know, stop from being belittled or embarrassed, it actually exposes me. It
2: makes it worse. And that's why people stop it because they don't want to be exposed. Right. They don't want, but you want to be exposed. Because when exactly. you when you don't allow yourself to be exposed within yourself, then you're covering for the devil.
1: Right. Covering so, the ego. I'm sorry? Covering the ego.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want you don't want to face it yourself and you don't want other people to see it. Exactly. And so you keep it alive. Isn't that amazing? It is. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, sir. This this might sound crazy, but
0: one of the best things that usually happens to me is when I just sit there and um, allow somebody to try to belittle or disrespect uh, because I look at myself and I see how I respond to it. And I haven't always been perfect with this, obviously, but some of the best moments happen to me when I just allow myself to see the evil
2: that's in within myself okay By seeing the evil that's when there are others amazing yes sir have you ever been degraded me yeah
10: um
2: is this your first time here
10: yes my first time
2: what's your name kenny Good to meet you kenny have people, anybody ever embarrassed you or degraded you yes and how does it feel
6: um it didn't feel good
2: and, and, and why not
10: Because I wanted to be like them. They, they felt good.
2: You wanted to be like them? Yeah. They felt good? Yes. What do you mean by that? How do you know they felt good?
10: <clears throat> they enjoyed doing it, and I thought that was good.
2: So the, the, the person or people that were degrading you, you wanted to be like the degrader? Yeah. Because they felt good about degrading you? Yeah. What oh, <laughs> the? <laughs> if you didn't like being degrade, degraded, why did you want to be like the degrader?
10: At that time, uh, I thought that was the only way to be uh, cool.
2: Oh, I understand. Yeah. And you still feel that way? No. And how do you feel about that now? I'm okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it, can people still degrade you, make you no. feel that way? No. They cannot now? <clears throat> no. And, and why not?
10: I think I just have love for them. I just understand what they're coming from. Yeah.
2: Nice. Amazing. And so how did you hear about us?
10: Um. Years ago, I think it was on YouTube.
2: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. You know, God said, Christ said that in order to have a life, you must give up a life. In order to live, you must die. And what he's talking about, what we've been talking about this morning in this room, all these feelings about feeling degraded and about being embarrassed and about uh, whatever, right? Putting you down. When people do that to you, The fact that you can feel it is the life that you must die from. That's the life you have to lay down. That is death. You're dying from that. And so when people do that to you, don't shut them off. Don't make them stop. When people try to talk over you, the devil tells you, oh, they're trying to embarrass you. And they might be because evil people love. Can you imagine we were all created in God's image? And God's People that he created go around the earth hurting one another. Yeah. We came from the same father. And and human beings live to hurt one another. Just think about that. Think about what you've done to other people over your lifetime. And then what has been happening to you? That's coming from human beings. That's coming from another person that was created by God. And no one ever one most people. Ever a question, why is that? Why do we have to go off on one another? Why do we deliberately try to hurt one another? People, if you look at our government today, our government is deliberately trying to hurt the people. And why is that? Our government go to war and kill innocent people because they're evil. Just the way we go to war with one another in our world. We're no different than the government. We go to war and try to hurt other human beings. And nobody ever questions, why is that? Why am I mad at someone because they disagree with me? Why am I mad at someone because they tried to hurt me? Why, they don't question that. And because they don't question it, they never see what's really going on and they never overcome. But it's not logical that we try to hurt one another. We came from the same source. And in a, in a little way, we're all connected with one another. That's why what you do to others, you're really doing it to yourself. People that try to hurt others are miserable. And the more they try to hurt you, the worse that they feel. They don't feel better. And if they can't hurt you, the more they'll roam the earth and find somebody else to hurt. And then if they can't find anyone, they'll, they'll form a group. And then the group would go and look and walk on the earth trying to hurt somebody and when that doesn't work they'll turn on each other in the group because that's what miserable people do the evil. But just think about that for a minute. We were created by God and we try to destroy one another. Husbands destroy wives, wives destroy husbands, mothers and fathers destroy children. Your parents have never loved you. They have recreated you. They've used you, just like you use people. They've used you to try to make, make themselves feel like loving parents. That's why they say you got to go to school. you got to get an A. you got to do this. you got to play tennis. you got to play golf. you gotta, you got to be in every sport that's out there because they're forcing you so that they can feel better. It's not that they love you. They leave you with the trauma. Now you're doing the same thing. But they have a good feeling. Grandma said, no, I want to see the grandkids. No, you can't see my kids. (laughs) No, I'm the grandma, I'm the grandma and sometimes the grandfather do it, but most of the time it's good. I'm the grandmother. I deserve. No, you don't. What makes you think you deserve to see my children? And if you don't let grandma see the grandkids, she'll destroy you. Because it's about grandma. I know of guys in situations right now with women that catch as hell because their mama won't see out of the situation. She'll sneak and go behind the guy's back and contact the woman that he's fighting with. Because she's a grandmama. She's evil. Your parents never loved you. Your parents hate you. If you doubt me, look at yourself. Where did that come from? It came from your parents. You didn't raise yourself. Isn't that true? Your mama don't love you, and she don't love everyone. <laughs> when your parents are forcing you to be the way they want you to be, what well, they're saying to you, I hate you. You're going to do it my way, or I'm going to kill you. No matter how you fight against it, say no, 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 they're imposing it anyway. Have you noticed that? You got to go to the school they want you to go to. You got to make the grades that they want you to make. You got to come to the party so she can invite all her little phony friends so they can march you around at the party and say how smart you are. (laughs) It's it's not for you. And you're walking around the party hating it. Don't even want to be there. But she's introducing you to everybody, showing all the pictures because she hates you. <laughs> exactly. Because if they loved you, they wouldn't do that to you. They don't need outside gratification for inside life. Right. But they do that to the children. And then when they send you to the transgender class and the teacher wanna cut your body parts off, they blame the teacher rather than blame themselves for sending you to that class because they don't have to send you to the class. And the story is over. Okay, y'all want to cut off kids' body part? I'm keeping my kid at home. You can cut off everybody else's part. They're not my children anyway, you can have them. If the parents don't love them enough to keep them at home and be safe and train them in the right way, why should you care they cut off body parts? It ain't your body. But the parents send their children there anyway. Even when the teachers say, well, we're going to trick y'all. We're going to tell you we're not doing it. We're going to do it anyway. And they tell the kids, don't tell the parents. And the parents still send them off to, to be traumatized. It's evil. But Christ said that in order to have a life, you must give up a life. You must die. And the life that you have to give up is this emotional feeling life. If anyone can make you feel something, you need to let that happen. Don't stop that from happening so you can die from it. So you can die from it. Don't cut it off. Don't say stop here. And I know to me because people tell you, you got to stop them. No, you need to let that happen so you can see what's happening in here, in your mind in here. And you're going to start to see that that's not you and it will die. And then, no matter what people say to you, or how they act, no matter how they don't watch, it won't bother you at all because the real you have no identity and no one can make you feel or think anything. But the old you must die. All these emotions and the things that you're protecting, you're protecting the devil. You're protecting a false life thinking that is you. There isn't time to speak up. I'm not saying don't speak up at times just don't be angry. But if someone can make you feel something, That's the life that Christ is talking about. You must lay down. You must die from it in order to have life. And when the young lady would say, well, if I let my feelings go, what would I have? Nothing. And yet you have everything. You have everything. The whole world belongs to you. And you already have it, but you won't let go so you can experience it. You're holding on to darkness. You're holding on to a lie let feelings die and so just if somebody i want you to practice this week shake in your boot even you got to shake in your boot about i don't care how embarrassing it seems or how many people agree with it or don't let yourself shake but let it die and you're going to see that's not me that's something else how come i'm so afraid of a rumor or hearing something why do i feel fear from that and you're going to see that it's not you And so, welcome that. Count it all joy when you're feeling the pain of fake love or fear or anger or doubt or worry or loneliness or insecurity or whatever. Count it all joy when you're feeling the pain. Tripulations work as patient. Let it die. Those people are doing you a favor. They think they're doing you a disservice, but they're doing you a service. But you're running away from the gas station without filling up. It's like somebody gave you a map. You're, you're going to drive to Alabama today. Somebody gave you a map that leads you all the way to Alabama, right? But along the roadside, you feel, Satan said, you don't need that map anymore. You can figure it out yourself. And then you get lost. Because you put the map away. The map is right here, right now. And the map will take you down that long road to freedom. It's not normal to be feeling anything. Now, when you die from this fake feeling, there's—and I hate to change this—because don't worry about the feeling. Forget about the feeling. It's not normal to be looking for feelings. You're not your feelings. People control you through feelings. Look at the love relationship. How many men and women have lied to each other about love and make you feel good? And then as soon as you get married or start dating, hell break loose. I thought you loved me. I thought you loved me. Both parties think each other love one another when they hate one another. But you got to let the feelings go you're not the feeling. And welcome the attack. Don't look for them. You don't even have to look for the attack. You don't have to put yourself in the mess. But when it does come, watch it. If you're feeling it, it's, that's the life that Christ said you must... Die from. That's what Christ died from. That's what his death was all about. The ego death. Then he rose and there's no more death. No more death. Even when you drop your body, you're not dying. You're just dropping an old body. But you'll be alive. But you can have it right here on earth right now if you let it die. Really. If you let it die, you could be free and no one can touch you because you will be in your own world. You are your world. And it's you that let people in your world because you overreact to them because you need something from them. So you think. You gotta let this go. You're not being tough by protecting the devil. That makes sense? Anybody disagree with that so far? Any question about that? Yes, sir.
0: Um, What you were saying about the feelings uh, is super good. you got to drop them and let them go. But once I did that, I started noticing there was something else that comes after that that's, all I can call it is bliss. So like all of the up and down feelings that we get, that goes away. But there's this permanent state of bliss that you do actually feel if you let go of what I call Satan's false feelings. There are no
2: words yeah, that I can even it. put on or attached to what comes once you die. Yeah. Really, there are no words for it. Because I resist to give you words, because of, but yet i got to communicate with it as he's doing right now, because the devil used those words like, where's the bliss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I the, and the fact that you're thinking about the bliss, you're back in hell. Back in hell. Really? Because in heaven, there's no thinking. On earth, there's no thinking in heaven. You just live. There's nothing to think about. There's no God to be thinking about. There's no Jesus to be thinking about. There are no scriptures to be thinking about. There's no past love or God to be love to be thinking about. There's no evil people that once tried to hurt you or good people to be thinking about, there's nothing to be thinking about. You just live. So he's right, that word, express what he's talking about, but don't hold on to that word, bliss, cause now y'all gonna be looking for bliss. <laughs> 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 All right? If you gotta think about it, let it pass. Except practical thoughts. Go to work, as the young lady was saying, go to work, buy your food, what you're going to have for dinner, blah, blah, blah. That's it. You know Stuff like that, buy a house. But you don't live by those things, you use those as a tool on earth. And some of the craziest, evil people are Bible-thumping people. Guys and ladies, really, now the guy's going to church to get a woman, to use her, but God, when you meet a woman and she says she is go to church, pray to the Lord, you pat your bags, <laughs> say okay, Amen, goodbye. You just come in contact with the devil. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. One other quick thing. Yeah. Uh, I was watching some of your um, old content. Amazing, by the way. Stuff from like 25 years ago. And um, I noticed that there seemed to be like a, a clear like trajectory for your spirituality. Like you used to say things like, um, "My heart feels heavy for this." You used to go to town halls. You used to protest. You used to uh, you say things like certain people were your heroes. So. None of those things you obviously agree with now saying or encouraging those things. So you you clearly went through a trajectory, a a growth in your spirituality. Is that something that we will experience as well? 100%.
2: Everything that you have admired, that you made your god, you will let go. It's going to die. You can't make it die. All you need to do is see it. And seeing it will destroy the darkness. I used to say, oh, good to protest. It was a waste of time. (laughs) only thing I got from protesters was good feelings and attention on TV in order to get the message out to more people. But it, all you do, you know how the devil, you argue with the devil, in your mind. That's all the people doing when they' out there protesting. It's just devils arguing. Ain't nothing getting done, abortion still happening, body parts still being cut off. Women still go to work and lead the children with the devil to get their ego feelings. Men are still weak. Mm-hmm. There are still wars. The government is still wasting our money and everybody arguing. Right. Just think about that. And the battles out there are getting worse. They're killing one another now. Mm-hmm. At least when I was out there fighting, they weren't killing each other. But now they're killing one and getting away with it. And that's where the devil wants you. The devil and the government want you there. And your environment wants you there. And that's where the devil wants you. Killing one another. We're children of God. God created us. We're not supposed to be treating each other this way. So we are possessed. Something else is making us do and act and think and feel the way that we don't want to be feeling. No one ever questioned. I would never hurt myself. I would never wake up in the morning and the first thing I feel is fear or worry. Why am I feeling this way? They don't even question see, who is making, if I was in charge I'd wake up in the morning with a big smile. i will wake up in the morning making myself feel good like I'm about to take a cloud to work. I would wake up in the morning and be feeling no fear. Something is making me feel this way. What is it? Nobody question it. And you go to a therapist and they make you pay $300 an hour and give you some medication and keep you in your hell. They call it post-traumatic syndrome and all that mess to cover up evil. You are possessed. We all are possessed. That's why we lay it down. And that nature is the devil's nature. It's an abnormal nature. So let people, don't, again, don't look for it, but don't run from it. And if people don't know you're shaking in your boots in between you and God. So let yourself be nervous, let yourself be afraid. It's the devil the devil can be hearing the truth right now and making you scared right now. He'll tell you, Oh, it's not gonna ever work for you. That's not true what he's saying. Who are you that you're gonna be free? He'll tell you that right now I have you thinking it'll never work for you. If you're not paying attention to see that it's the devil that's working for you. And then and then I gotta take over there but the people who are trying to make you feel this way, the, the reason you can't judge them because you understand what's going on inside of you, you will see clearly that that's what's happening inside of them. They can't help it. The devil is making them do to you what he's doing to you and what you've done to others. That's what must die for. That's what I ask about. Do you feel uncomfortable with people? Make you feel embarrassed or whatever? They're not putting you down, they're putting the devil down, they're putting the false you down. It's not you. It feels like it's you because you've identified with it, but it's not you. And so the next time you run into little Christian girls and they try to make you listen to the Bible, give them the finger. (laughs) (laughs) And don't be afraid to give it to them, they are evil. You're dealing with pure evil. And don't, as someone mentioned, don't be nice, but don't be angry. Mm -hmm. Do you want to learn the word? No. Get out of my way. (laughs) The word is already with you. And when you read the Bible, read the Bible, put it down, but don't remember it. Because that's where the devil dwells in the intellect. He loves your intellect, he doesn't want you to know wisdom. He loved to feed you information and keep you locked in hell. Make you proud to know information. And you're in pure hell. Yes, James.
5: You know, a couple of times you talked about shaking your boots yeah. and sh- shake and feel the pain inwardly. Um, the Bible says, um, tremble and do not sin.
2: Yes. Tremble, but don't get angry. The sin is when you judge it, when you get angry. It doesn't mean, when it says sin, some people think it means don't take a drink. No, it means don't get angry when it's happening. But don't take a, a drink or a thought to try to escape from the trembling. Because they never give you thoughts to try to make you escape from the trembling because he doesn't want to die. He's like, oh, call up Aunt Martha. She's sick. Let Aunt Martha die for now. <laughs> and then when you get past it, call Aunt Martha. <laughs> You're not calling her to escape your trembling. Don't get angry about your trembling and don't get angry at the person that's br- brain that's in you because what's it in you, they can't bring it out if it's not there. It's already there. They didn't do it. Your mama did it. It was already there from childhood. Your, mama, your parents don't love you. I, and, lo, and then I got to, when I was growing up, my parents just made me go to work. I had to pick cotton when I was six years old. I am like, what the? It's hot out here. Yeah. And, it's hot to me too. And then when I started hanging out with white people, I noticed that their parents taught them to go to college and work hard to go to the best schools and all that. I was like, my parents didn't love me. They didn't teach me this. Thank God they didn't teach me that. (laughs) Really. They didn't tell me. My parents never told me I needed a career. They, They taught me to work, and when you turn 18, you leave it here. Well, where am I going? I don't know it. I don't care. It's on you. But they had taught me a skill by teaching me to work. As long as you are working, I don't care what you're doing, you have a skill. You have a trade. You have a job. Mm-hmm. It, don't have to need, it doesn't need a special name. Mm-hmm. It's just called work. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants these little fancy names. psychologists and psychiatrist and lawyer. Nobody wants to be a plumber. And they said, women don't want plumbers. Good. You don't want them either then. Because they're just looking for money. And they're looking for fancy titles so they can go shopping with their little friends and say, my boyfriend or my husband is a lawyer. It's just all ego. They don't love you. They love the title and the money. And you feel good with the title and stressed out because you hate this woman that you can't handle. (laughs) What a mess! So let it die. Any questions about that? Yeah. No, right behind you. Right here, in the white shirt. You have a question? Yes.
5: No, I'm just trying to take it in. I've I've never heard of you. I've never yeah. seen any of your videos. Nice. Nothing. This guy follows you. he Said it changed his life, and uh, we're here. He brought me here, and I'm just experiencing all of this. So I'm just taking it in. Right on, man. You know,
2: Do you disagree with anything you've heard so far?
5: I, you know what? I don't disagree with what you said. I just don't understand right on. all of it. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to marinate in it and uh, just think it through. But it, it does, some of it does make sense. You know what I mean? We're, we're going through this life and nothing makes sense all the time. Yeah. But you're figuring it out. And you, the emotions, the, the confrontations, all of it, I mean, I don't have, you know,
2: just right kind of, on. And so here's what I recommend: Do what you want. Of course, you start working on you. Sure. Keep your eyes on yourself. Have you? Did your friend tell you to go and forgive your mama?
5: Yes, on Mother's Day, he's like, "Forgive your mother." <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about?"
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so you haven't done it yet? I uh, I don't I don't know if there's anything to forgive. I don't hold any kinds of ill will to my, mo- right. my mom. Uh, you know, I think she's doing the best she can. I right. think everybody is figuring out. I think everybody's still growing up. Nobody, you know, has a firm grasp on anything, really. I think we're just
2: all um, out here trusting God. Do you believe it's possible to have a firm grasp on everything? What was that? Do you think it's possible to understand everything? Do I think it's impossible? It's possible to do it. I don't, th- I don't think so, no. You don't think it's possible? no and why not uh, it's I mean
5: certain things yes um but I mean the world
2: is so vast I mean uh, how do you know for sure you know but the world we, the world is the the people are the world right right and you know everybody messed up right yeah you think that's normal uh, I there should be one to say one right yeah, yeah I mean. since <laughs> so we did come from God do you think that's normal that everybody messed up? I
5: don't think everybody is.
2: You ever met anyone that wasn't? What was that? Have you ever met anyone that's not messed up? No. i rest my case. <laughs> sure. So here's what I recommend. Oh, let me ask, did you forgive your father? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, you forgave your daddy. Why, how you forgive daddy but not mama?
5: Um, my dad left about 12, 13 years ago, and uh, I was resentful at, at first, Yeah. but then afterwards he left and my mom kept, she held it down, five, five of us, and uh, she worked harder than I've ever seen anybody ever work. Right. And uh, she was my hero. I saw her do everything to take care of all of us, and that really inspired me, and you know, even now when I work 13 hours a day, I just do it because that's what I saw.
2: Right. And that's always possible. And did your dad so, leave you or your mama? I think, I think he was kicked out. <laughs> I think my mom kicked him out. Yeah. So did yeah. he leave you or did he leave, leave your mama?
5: Well, I, I mean, I would say everybody, all five of us, all six of us.
2: Did your dad leave you or your mama? He left us both. Did he leave you or your mama? He le- both. I'm sorry? Both. He left both. Yeah. Did you ask him who did he leave, you or your mama? I, I have not, no. Why not? I just don't care to ask. And why not? How do you think that emptiness you feel will ever be fulfilled if you don't talk to your father about it? Uh, I, I don't feel empty. I don't, I'm not sure. So your mother was perfect. She made no mistakes. No, of course she
5: did. She's human.
2: She, yeah. Is there one little thing she did that irritate you at times? Of course. Of course. Why have you forgiven her for that? <laughs> uh,
5: I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. I understand.
2: I understand. Uh, do you have anger? Sometimes. Every now and then. Do you have anger? Yes. And where did that anger come from? I don't know. Did, didn't your friend tell you that any male that has anger is a woman? <laughs> he has, yeah. <laughs> do you believe that? No. I'm sorry? Uh, no. If it It came from your mother and you became like her. And that's why you identify with her against your father. Your father love you, he just couldn't deal with your mama. And your mama's not telling you the truth about it. She's not telling you your father left because he couldn't handle the hell in me. She's making you think he left you, and he did not. He, your father loved you, man. So I will find him if you can, and, and just ask him, why did you leave? What happened? And hear him out, and then you get answers. Well, I mean, he called me once, and he uh,
5: he's like, hey, you have to help me convince your mo- mom to let me stay. And, See? And he was trying to, and I just kind of told him. I mean, it's not my... I was, what, 13 at the time. I was like, it's not really my business to tell my mom what to do. That's right. And uh, he got he was upset, and that was the first time I ever heard him swear, and he swore at me.
2: Yeah.
5: And uh, I didn't feel too good about it, but I, I told him it wasn't my...
2: I didn't it's feel not, it was my place. And it wasn't your responsibility. Especially at that time. You're the child they are the parent. Yeah, right. But forgive him for that, he's weak. He's just like his mama and your mama gave him hell, pure hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And your She's mama was giving you hell too, but she wanted to play victim with you and work hard and carry on so it looked like, I'm doing my best, I did it, your daddy gone. When she really made you identify with her and instead of understanding what happened, so you can love both of them. I, I don't know if I agree with
5: that 100%. I, okay, she's, I she's never really played the victim card. She's never said, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm working so much. I'm a single, she never did any of that. She you know, kept her head down, worked, took care of
2: the business. But her heart is wicked, it was a victim. The spirit, you can sense the spirit in her as a kid, and that made you identify because her heart, she does have love. And and we identify with our parents spirit to spirit, not what they say, but we know. And that's what happened. But don't let me convince you of this at all. I want you to see it for yourself. So what I recommend, that little things that she irritates you about, even now, forgive her for it. Just let her know, you know what, you irritate me. And I realize now because I had that same anger, I become like you, I'm sorry for a reason. I realize you can't help it. She can't help it, you're right about that. But you gotta forgive her so God can forgive you. Otherwise, every woman you get involved with will be her and you're gonna lead your kids with her, just like your father left. You'll repeat the cycle. And evil will be passed on from generation to generation. But if you stop it by forgiving your mother, and your father, then you'll have love, and your kids won't have to suffer like that.
5: What do you What do you mean by forgive? What What does that mean to you, to forgive? You
2: know them? how you said she can't help herself. You see those little things she does, and you know she can't help it. And by seeing that in yourself, you have these little anger things that flares up at time, and you try to play tough and all that, but inwardly you're not tough at all, because something else is driving you. That's the spirit of evil that made a home in you that came from your mother. It's the same thing with her. She couldn't help it. Her lack of patience at time and whatever she irritated you with. And when you can understand that about you, you go to her. Hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. I know now you can't help it. God will. Don't ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you. Human beings don't forgive. You're wrong for resenting her and your father. Because they let you down. Yeah.
9: <laughs>
5: do
2: we think about that? I, I just, I, the resent part, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, do you, is hold, anger love or resentment? What was that? When you have anger, do you feel like you love somebody when you're mad at them? Yeah, I would say yes. So anger feel like love to you? No. But you don't stop loving them if you're mad. How can you love them them and hate them?
5: I don't know. I I guess I didn't think about that before.
2: Yeah, I understand that. We don't think because our parents teach us to think real things. You're right about that. And this is all I want and encourage people to do to start thinking for themselves. See what's going on with self and then you start to see. You, You can't have love and hate. And anyone that has love has hate. Because they can make you feel good, they can make you feel bad. They can make you feel good. Can... That's hate. Hate is love, and love is hate. In real love, there is no feeling. It's not based on anything. And you're not trying to get anything from anyone. And you don't resent them when you see they have issues. You understand they can't see. Have you tried the silent prayer yet? Nope. Uh, nope. Okay, you know about it? No. Okay, I have this silent prayer for those who don't know uh, on my YouTube channel, www.silentprayer. I want you to, do you go to church? I don't. Good. (laughs) You're 10 steps ahead. (laughs) So I want you to give that a try. Right now, you're in your thoughts, in those thoughts. And, And these are thoughts, and this is you. You've been living in those thoughts and it's darkness, it's the imagination and we do the silent prayer, God's going to bring you out of here, out of the darkness and you'll just see those thoughts and you'll overcome them and things will be made clear for you sure. alright, let me know what you think once you do it amazing so you're the friend that told him yes, what's your first name
10: my name is Bruno,
2: Bruno welcome man, thank you, have you forgiven your mother I have, right on, how's it going for you
10: uh, it's going very well, Jesse. Uh, I don't have resentment for her. It's just been amazing. My we, life's just been happening.
2: That's right. Are you yeah. doing the prayer?
10: Yeah, day and night.
2: Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay, Because I'm t- I promise you all, really, the devil does not want you to let go. He wants you to live here. And he knows the emotion.
10: And uh, just a quick comment. Yes. Uh, it was my stepmother's birthday a couple of days ago. And while I was driving, I was like, let me call my mama and tell her that I love her more than my stepmama. And I'm like, what the? Why are these thoughts coming in my mind? I did not call her. Nice. (laughs) That's right, man. So that was just a comment because I caught it. Yes. And it was amazing.
2: And I'm telling you, you will be able to resist the devil by catching him. You'll resist him when he tempts you in your imagination. You're going to start seeing it. You'll catch him, and he has to go. You'll stop obeying the devil. You will get to that point. Stay in the light. Stay with the silent prayer so you can catch all thoughts. And when you're catching the thought, you're resisting the devil. You really are. I know what you mean, man. It'll make you want to call somebody you don't even like he will be like, why would I want to call them just to see how they're doing? Yeah. I don't care how they're doing. But he'll you, you're right about that, man. What'd your mother say when you went and forgave her?
10: Uh, she was saying, uh, "Well, I forgive you," <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, "Well, explain yourself." And I was like, "Well, I had hatred towards you because you know you were loud, yeah. or you didn't let me do what I wanted to do, and you wanna you know, my father wasn't there, um, and my stepfather was there, and he was beta. <laughs> and and uh, it's, it's
2: bad having a stepfather, period, and it works when the stepfather's beta. Yeah.
10: What the? Yeah. So I, I actually forgive her twice, because uh, after I, I kept listening to you pretty much every day, but you said, go and ask, uh, say sorry. For resenting them now because yeah. i said hey mom i forgive you and i it, i'm from brazil so it was in portuguese so i was trying to translate in my head right and after i got all my thoughts together i just went i'm sorry for resenting you yes and then after that i went to my father and i asked him well i told him i'm sorry because he was very judgmental yes and uh, i was able to see that
2: that's called any man that has an anger is a woman right Right. I'm looking at all these guys fighting, I, was, I think I was telling Nick or someone that I noticed that these women are wearing these little tight, tight, tight things at the gym. Yeah. They're all up, up in their back part. It ain't even comfortable up there, is it? But the women are like slutty, slut, slut, slut in the gym. You're all supposed to be looking for a man at the gym they like half-naked. And they have these like real tight things on. <laughs> and then when they bend over, they make sure you see. I'm like, Look. But I understand, right? I know they possess. And so the women are becoming slutty. And the men are becoming like women, arguing with one another. I've never seen so many men fight with one another before. They argue and fight on the internet like women. The roles are really reversing. Uh-huh. Men, you're not supposed to be fighting over some stupid stuff. The only time a man should fight is when it's protection, physical protection. Other than that, you ain't got no benefit being in a fight. That makes sense, yes. really. You fight to physical, practical fight, not dumb fight. In the mind, went, I'm sorry, ladies, y'all gonna have. To, Stay on your own. Don't try to bring a man. Huh? There are no men for you. All right? The, the men are not there. But the ladies can go to God, too. Forgive your mama. Forgive your daddy. And return to the father. Do not look for a husband. It ain't there. And no matter how much money they have, that ain't the answer. Because he got think getting a lot of money and a name for himself is the answer. It's not. Only thing the woman thinks, oh, you got money? Oh, you're so smart. they go on a date. And all they're thinking about how much money they're going to get, how many clothes, how many clothes items you're going to buy them. They don't care about that man at all. And they let all their little girlfriends know I date this popular guy. It's all for themselves. But anyway, I never. Go ahead. That's it? Oh, yeah. Okay, stay with it. Do you live here or over there?
10: So we're from Rockford, Illinois, and uh, I have a little business. So I moved someone to California, said, this is going to be great. We're going to go see Jesse and the whole crew, and it's right beautiful.
2: Well, welcome, man. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Ah, your little business. So right here, in, yeah, right here in Hawaii, and then there, we're in this. Yes, in the, right, yeah, right there. You had your hand? No. Oh, OK. Did this help a little bit today? Any questions about it?
11: Not, a, not one question. It makes sense. Very much so.
2: Yeah. Is it becoming clear to all of you the life that have to die, you've been protecting it. The thing that you need to let die, you've been holding on to it. Um, when the young lady said that she felt like if she didn't have her emotions, there's nothing to hold on to. Could you relate to that? Oh my
11: gosh. <laughs> yeah, me too. That, I was there. Yeah, I was me right too. There with her. Yeah. Um, What I have noticed about myself is that the more I've been, you know, waking up and doing the silent prayer, the less I talk.
2: Yes. A lady of fewer words. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that, huh, guys? (laughs) (laughs) But you're right about that. And then your words, when you do speak, it won't be all fancy and trying to impress and saying a whole lot of words. You can make a simple statement and say a lot. Yeah. You really can.
11: And uh, one last thing in terms of valuing fit feelings. I know that you've already covered that. Yeah. Um, however, what I have learned about myself, especially this last week, is that I don't value the feelings. However, I do appreciate them because it reveals to me where I am. And once I know where I am, it's almost like the Lord is leading me to see that, so yes. that as I'm doing the silent prayer, I'm moving further and further away from that. That's right. So it's right been incredible. On.
2: You want to catch those feelings and watch them, don't do anything else about them. Watch those feelings. And sometimes it's going to be so gripping to you. It just feels like you want to yell out, right? But watch it. Just watch them. And the light of God is destroying those feelings, which is the nature of the devil. There's nothing you can do about it. Whether it's so-called good feelings or bad feelings. Just watch them so you can die from them. And the devil is not going to want to die. So in the morning when you guys wake up, ladies, and you have, the first thing you have is fear. Just know that's not you. Why am I? I just got out of bed. Why am I afraid already inside? What am I afraid of? Question it and see what you can understand from it. See what you can understand from those feelings, and the devil will depart. And
11: the last, last thing, Jesse, in terms of trembling, um, what this woman was talking about in terms of not knowing who she is and all of that. When I went through that, I was petrified. I was literally trembling, anxiety-ridden, not knowing who I am, what has my purpose been all this time. So um, the trembling part and what Hake uh, was saying in terms of the scripture that he referenced, I mean, it's all so lined up with with
2: the word. Amazing. So I want to add to that. I want to encourage you to let all plans go. It's a practical plan. I'm going to America to visit. Right? <clears throat> let our ideas go. Let our idea of purpose go. What's my purpose? You ain't got no purpose. Forget about it. Alright? Let that idea go. And, and God already has put your talent inside of you. And it'll come out. It will come. But you got to let the idea go. I got to find my purpose. No you don't. Your purpose will find you. To think about it is keeping you away from it. You already have it. Everything you are is already there. It's already inside. You got to live from within. So forget about your little plans for the future and the yesterday. It doesn't exist. No future, no past. Forget about your purpose. Forget about God. Forget about Jesus. Forget about being a Christian. Forget about your little morality that you don't work anyway. Have you noticed that everybody try to keep morals and they don't keep them? Mm-hmm. Nobody keeps them because it's just an idea. Yeah. It's just like treating others the way you would like to be treated. It's an idea and nobody does it. Because even if you fake it on the outside, inwardly you're cussing them out you try to be nice, but inwardly you're calling the person all kind of names. You hate the person. So you're still not treating them the way you like to be treated. You're just hiding inside of you. Let all your, they'll die anyway. They must die. It's all ego. It is all, the, all ideas are from the devil. It's a practical idea. You want to build an airplane, build an airplane. Once you're done with it, you're not living by that. It's just a practical thing to function on Earth. That makes sense? Yes. yes. Little, nice. Uh, amazing. Stay with it no matter what, right? The young lady, any question about this? Uh, no. Do, do you understand now that there's nothing, you don't want anything to hold on to? Do not hold on to your emotions and ideas and feelings.
4: Yes, I understand it. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know. Well, like you said, um, I still have to process it. Yeah. For
2: sure. Well, are you doing the prayer?
4: I do. Not consistently.
2: That's, that's what I meant about the road map. Yeah. I gave you a map to Alabama.
4: Yeah.
2: And that map would take you right into the heart of Alabama, right past and <laughs> the Ku Klux Klan's. But you, you don't use the map. You don't keep the map. Why not?
4: I don't know. Um, sometimes, again, being led by your feelings and your emotions and being tied to purpose, and that busyness can sometimes keep me busy, and that what, I don't even realize that I, tr- I want to do the silent prayer. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and that's what the devil does. He give you all these fake ideas of identities to distract you, yeah. to keep you away from knowing the truth. And the truth makes you free. But don't put the map down. God said to pray without ceasing. He means to be still and watch at all times. The greatest sin is to forget. The greatest sin is to forget to watch what's happening inside of you. Hmm. It's the greatest sin. Because you go right back in darkness and misery is there again.
4: Okay.
2: And the devil does not want you to hold on to that road map. Okay. The silent prayer is the map to freedom. It really is. All right? Okay, thank you. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir, last question, uh, comment, question real fast.
1: Uh, Yes, earlier you uh, said that God doesn't care about anybody. Like you mentioned all these bad things that people do, and he just sits back with Jesus saying, what the, right? Right. (laughs)
2: They be bumping fish (laughs) sometimes. They're like, "Look look at that idiot about to get married. They just
1: watch the world go round, right? Yes, Uh, And then later on, you mentioned about people who feed the homeless. Right. And then you said that uh, people who feel sorry for other people are playing God. So how is feeling sorry for somebody or some people playing God if God doesn't care about anybody?
2: Because you thinking that you've taken all their pain and you feel good, you're helping them by feeling bad for them. You get a God like feeling.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's ego then, right? Yeah.
2: one hundred (laughs) percent ego. If you really, really pay attention, God, not stopping y'all from making a fool of yourself. He'll let you get married 100 times. And he will be like, what the? He'll let you Satan tell you that that marriage, the next marriage is better. The next woman is the better woman. The next man is the better man. And all you're doing is going around in a cave, repeating the same things over and over again. You just live that whole life repeating the same mistakes. There was an enclosure, there was a guy called show, Got a lot of issues going on. He tried to start a tattoo business and all that. He went and got married because he was sleeping with a lot of women. And he figured that if he could get one woman to sleep with, he could focus on everything else, right? And now he can to hell with this one woman. <laughs> and, came, and her mama getting involved, the family don't like him because he's going around in that cave listening to the devil and the devil making him think this one is it's better. It's the same. So I told him to dump her right away. <laughs> because all he did was add more problems to his life. And just imagine what's going to happen when they start making children. Now he got more problems. He's trying to get his life together, his job, his career going. And all he's doing is adding problems to it because the devil telling him, you do this, things will be better. You do that, things will be better. He's lying to you. And every human being does that. I can't tell you how many women I dated thinking one was better than the other, and they were the same. <laughs> and I was the same beta male with them. I was still beta with them. They hated me, and I hated them. Because <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> nothing changed but the person, but the spirit was the same. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, I've got to end this, do the silent prayer, and watch. It's spiritual. There's nothing you can do about it. Let the light of God, the love, fight your inner battle for you. And he'll deal with the outer battle too, but it starts start with you first. Everything starts with you. It doesn't start with someone else. It starts with you. And like the young lady was saying, you can't bring anybody along on this battle, on this hour, travel, this road. Your, your mama, your daddy, your children, your husband, wife, your friends, you got to do this alone. All right? You got to go on it at it alone, and God is with you. So do this side kind of prayer, and don't remember that for your super chat, we'll read them tomorrow, but you have to go to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP, and your donations and all that. JLP talk. Oh, JLP talk, thank you. That's, have you heard of the anchor baby? That's the anchor baby. But anyway, <laughs> for your uh, donations and stuff like that, go to com slash church, right? Yes. Yeah, com slash church, and we'll do your super chats tomorrow. It was amazing fellowship, and the women's forum this Thursday night. Thank you, Nick. Every first Thursday night for men only, Thursday Thursday night for ladies only. Come on down, ladies. We're going to have a hootin' at every time <laughs> this week. Y'all, come on down at 7 p.m. All right? Thank you all. Have an amazing week, and bye. Thank you all so much. So I don't have a biblical question.